This is the Paul Goff audio experience. Whether you call yourself a PT, a physical therapist, or a physiotherapist, and wherever you are listening to this right now, this is for you. It is me revealing everything I can to help make you a more successful business owner. Thanks for listening. It means the absolute world to me. Hello, podcast listeners. This is Paul Goff. Welcome to another episode of the show. It is Friday, September 27th. Uh, it's a another wonderful day here in paradise it is also the final day uh, for our new patient accelerator program deadline just wanted to get that in very early into the podcast for you got a lot to share with you today going to do a very uh, in-depth insightful uh, very strategic uh, podcast episode for you today that is going to challenge your thinking Uh, we're going to shed some light on uh, some things that are happening uh, potentially to you right now Uh, potentially to some things that you might want to avoid. Uh, uh, Most definitely, I think the uh, subject of today's uh, podcast, uh, still not feeling in control of your clinic, is something that's going to resonate with a lot of people. And I'm going to dive deep into the nuances of why, uh, even after 20 years, people still do not feel in control of their clinic. It comes hot on the back of a conversation that I had with a business owner uh, just yesterday, um, just yesterday from uh, Washington State, who uh, reached out, uh, is joining my in uh, my uh, new patient accelerator program, and I asked why, uh, you know, what what is it that you uh, want to join the program for? And the business owner, uh, she said to me, uh, after 22 years of of being in my clinic, I still don't feel in control of it. Uh, she said some years they have you know some money that's made and uh, that usually follows two or three years of of bad years where they're literally just kind of using the money that they made uh, to cover up their losses for the next couple of years and it's a a horrible cycle to get into as a business owner and sadly it's very very common Uh, so wherever you are right now I think you're going to enjoy today's podcast we're going to talk about why that happens why ultimately uh, business owners after 20 in this case 22 years still don't feel in control of their uh, clinic. So um, it's the final day for enrollment in the live uh, event version of the New Patient Accelerator program, the ultimate marketing training. Uh, wherever you are in the world, head over to acceleratornow.com. Uh, is ecstatic uh, to get to speak to so many of the podcast listeners who are enrolling in this uh, program. We're going to get you in uh, six, seven weeks actually of marketing training uh, to help you to get more new patients for your practice so that you don't have to rely upon word of mouth referrals, you don't have to rely upon doctors uh, and it gives you a chance of, uh, because of the marketing positioning that we will teach you, uh, you're not going to have to worry about relying on even insurance companies. Uh, the difference between insurance companies and, and high value cash paying uh, patients really is your marketing message and how specific it is uh, and how uh, you can portray to an individual that you are worth paying the extra $100 difference. I say it many times no person on earth will choose a more expensive pt if they have an option of a cheaper one for example in network or insurance or in my case in britain free unless uh, you give them a reason to do so and that reason is only uh, and always and forever has been found in marketing marketing is about perception nine tenths of business is about perception people buy perceptions they don't buy reality they get delivered reality but you always pay for the thing up front and whether or not you're going to actually hand over the money to that business is always in the marketing of it and that's how you behave that's how 
I behave and that's damn sure is how your uh, patients behave. So send an email, paul at paulgoff.com, acceleratornow.com is the uh, web link for you to go to. Um, get yourself enrolled in the program and when you get your confirmation email, send me a quick response on email. Uh, tell me who you are, that you're a podcast listener. Uh, we'll be sure to uh, to connect and I'll, I'll get to know you personally and uh, excited to get to know about your business, whatever type it is and whatever uh, state, country that you're living in right now uh, will be uh, happy uh, to help you and, and drive that business forward. So after 22 years, this business owner, she still doesn't feel in control of her clinic. Why would that be? Well, let me help you understand it in the context of two different situations. So obviously, we've been talking a lot about marketing all week um, and how important that is. Um, but I'm also going to talk to you about how for many people, they feel not in control of their business generally, all right? And there's a few reasons. Number one is marketing. Um, number two is hiring. And the third one is in the finance aspect of it. So um, turn this podcast up loud. It's going to be very, uh, very important for you to understand it. And it might be one that you want to listen to more than uh, once. So the first way that business owners feel um, as though they're not in control of their business is because of their choice, their choice, by the way, their choice uh, to rely upon somebody else for their referrals. The minute that you abdicate marketing to other people, you are instantly, by definition, not in control. Think about it. If I'm relying upon um, Mrs. Smith in my clinic this week to talk about me today, I'm not in control of that. However much uh, I would like to think that Mrs. Smith wakes up every day dreaming about me and thinking about me and wanting to tell everybody about me, the reality of that is it's just not true. It is just not true. And anybody who thinks that patients are waking up tomorrow, uh, talking about you and, and just sat there over a coffee for an hour uh, saying good things about you, you are living in cuckoo land if you think that you are that important. And I include myself in this, by the way. This is all aimed at me. This whole, this whole next few minutes of, of what I'm about to say is the reality of, of what I faced and work up to, thankfully. That my professional ego may be big and I may be have been even a, a relatively good PT. I was okay, nothing special, but I was okay. Um, but I did a good job. Time and time again, people told me that and they came back and see me and I built a very, very big business um, on the back of, you know, kind of, or, or certainly a big caseload, an individual solo practitioner on the back of me being a decent PT who was a decent guy. And however much I want to think that I'm a very nice man and I am a great PT with the best skills on planet Earth, it really doesn't mean that much in the eyes of a patient after they leave me, right? Because they ultimately get what they want, they pay their bill and they walk out of the door and you think that you are the most special person in their life and at that time you are because you've just helped them get out of pain. So you really are the most special person in their life and you are top of mind while they're getting treatment with you. But after they leave you, every single day that goes by when they leave you, um, in fact, within half an hour of them getting back into the house when their kids jump all over them or they get a phone call with some bad news or even some good news or they just get caught up into speaking and thinking about something else, you are now not the most important person in their life. And every day that goes by, you are dropping down the pecking order. There's a great phrase that says this, nothing as important as in the moment that you are thinking about it. So nothing is as important as in the moment that you are thinking about it. And what that means is anything that you're currently thinking about, you do believe it is the most important thing. That is until something else you start to think about becomes the most important thing. 
And if you think about what that means, again, I'm trying to help you understand yourself and how to get the best performance for yourself. If you're not happy with what with what you're thinking about right now, and the thing that you're thinking about is gripping your life and you worry that it's the most important thing in your life right now, it's quite simple. Change your thoughts. That's it. Change your thoughts. Go read a book. Listen to some inspirational music. Find somebody who's inspiring. Find a person or a friend that can help you put different thoughts into your mind. Because quite literally, and for many people on planet Earth, uh, the reason that that crappy thing that's in their head appears to be the most important thing in their life right now, and it's usually pretty negative, it's quite simply because they're thinking about it constantly. Because nothing is as important as in the moment that you are thinking about it. Change your thoughts if you don't like the thing that you are thinking about. Now, for many patients, through the two or three weeks that they're with you, you're very important in their life because they're thinking about their knee pain, they're thinking about their back pain, they're thinking about you, they're thinking about your business. And you are lured into a false sense of security that says these people are going to go away and tell everybody about you. Nada. Cuckoo land stuff. Absolute, like, crazy talk. That, that you think that I'm leaving your clinic and I'm all of a sudden going to start remembering you and dishing out business cards. I will tell you that I will, but the reality is the minute that I walk in and my three kids jump all over me or Natalie tells me that there's something happened or one of my family's not well or whatever, I can't even barely remember your name at that point. And even though a friend uh, has a problem with their knee or whatever, I'm not thinking about you at the first drop of a hat. You want to believe that I am. But I like to live in the is world. And the is world tells me that I'm not thinking about you all the time. And remember, I'm including myself in this. So it's one of the reasons why word of mouth referrals don't work as well as you would like. The patients will tell you that they will refer you, but they very rarely do in comparison to how many tell you that they actually will. There are very few, if any, businesses that I've met that have scaled upon word of mouth quickly. I've, I've seen a lot of big businesses that didn't do marketing that get 22 years in and never, ever felt control, never, ever felt that it was worth it and never, ever felt that, that um, it was actually worthwhile being in business because they just didn't know when the phone was going to ring from one minute to the next. The exception to the rule are big uh, insurance-based businesses who get referrals from doctors. They have a, a small niche they can go after. They can knock on a doctor's door and they can be very proactive with their newsletters, with the, you know banging on the door and kicking on the door. And that's how a lot of the businesses that you and I see who might have 10, 12, 15 clinics, that's how they got scaled so quick because they were able to market actively think about it they were able to actively do something they were knocking on doctors doors giving newsletters baking cookies giving baseball tickets giving shit that they shouldn't have been given illegally probably to force referrals coming uh through their door right that's what has gone on for a lot of people over the last 20 30 40 years not saying everybody's done that but i'm telling you that that's gone on and that's what's caused a lot of big businesses that you're seeing right now but they're predominantly insurance bay based business i don't see many new fledgling businesses cash high value big profit type businesses scaling quickly on word of mouth referrals but i am starting to see it now that people are facing up to the fact that you can't do it and it's forcing them to go proactive and market directly to patients i am now seeing the emergence of big cash pay businesses that are starting to scale that are starting to add a uh, second and third and even fourth uh, premises um, across the planet that's what the difference is when you are relying upon passive word of mouth from families you're not in control you can't do anything about it that's why you feel helpless that's why you feel frustrated that's why you feel as though you've got no power because you are literally waiting for mrs smith to hand out a business card 
over coffee today. How can you sleep at night when that's your marketing strategy? I don't understand it. I don't get it. How any business owner can rely upon that today. And however successful you think you are right now with word of mouth, right? I promise you, it, it comes at the expense. It comes at the expense of you having to hope that that phone's going to ring today. Here's the reason that I love direct marketing that I don't think I've really explained before. We can all say, yeah, you know, it, it's allowed us to grow a business and we can walk away from insurance companies and so on. But the reason I love direct marketing, really, the more I think about it and in preparation for today's, today's podcast, the reason I love direct marketing is because it puts me in control. Even if that marketing fails, I was in control. If that marketing fails on Facebook today, I can do something about it tomorrow. I can change your headline, I can change your video, I can change an audience, I can do something. If my Google AdWords haven't worked for three or four days, I can change them on day five. If my newspaper ad didn't respond, I personally can do something about it next week. That is being in control. I can't do much to force Mrs. Smith to remember me in a coffee shop tomorrow. I can't. As much as I would love to be able to think that I can and I would love to think that I'm that important, I'm not. So what happens is I need critical mass, which is why businesses do grow slowly with word of mouth. You need critical mass where you end up with hundreds of patients eventually that have spoken about you where and before you start to feel the benefit of word of mouth. I'm 12, 13 years into business and I'm just starting to really enjoy the fact that if I wanted to, I could switch off direct marketing and occasionally I do, but I've got 15,000 patients on a database. I've proactively marketed a business for a significant period of time. I've positioned myself in a marketplace as an author, giving free information. I've plastered myself all over Facebook. I've put myself number one on Google. I've got 15,000 people on an email that I can email today, making them an offer, asking them to come back. I could send an email saying, hey, could you refer me? Even that is proactive. But the key point is I proactively actively being the right word, marketed my business. I did not rely upon Mrs. Smith doing that for me. It is my job and my job alone to market my business. If I want paying on the 28th of every month, I need to market my business. I cannot rely upon Mrs. Smith doing that for me. And for many now, the concept of referrals from doc doctors, it's gone. It's gone. It's, it's dying. We know it is. They're either selling out to big corporate hospitals or there's just that many PTs trying to get their referrals. They're not going to give you them. They're splintered. Or even worse, they're setting up their own practice and keeping them in-house. And why wouldn't they? Like that's, that's the position that they're in. I'm not saying I agree with it, but I'm saying why wouldn't they? I'm not going to fight it. I'm just going to do something about it for which I can control. And God bless the internet. God bless local newspapers being so cheap. God bless Hootsuite and allowing me to post 25 things on my social calendar this week to allow me to get in front of patients. God bless Infusionsoft that I can send a couple of emails every single week to people. God bless Facebook and internet and God bless community events and understanding how I can get my message actively in front of people so that, and this is the key, I feel in control. Even if it didn't go according to plan, it was still my fault. I still felt in control of it. That's the difference. And it's a subtle difference that's little understood, very, very little understood by people who do the same thing year after year after year because they look at other businesses who do the same thing year after year after year after year. 
This, as I keep ranting all week, is called autonomous thinking. This is about separating yourself from the critical masses who by and large are struggling right now. By and large are struggling, not just in business, but to enjoy life, to cope with life. Look at people's faces, how serious they are. I'll tell you how much of an obvious sign it is right now, how much people are struggling. Ask them some questions about politics and watch them go off like a rocket. They go from naught to 100 and their opinions on things that are just completely ridiculous and out of their uh, out of their their control that tells you how close to boiling point most people are right now that's the sign of frustrated people frustrated people why because they're out of control there's no control when you are waiting to find out what the government are going to do at the the even the worry of Donald Trump saying something might affect your pension your retirement fund, your stock market position, how bad's it got when that's what the world is coming to? That when he says something, people panic that the markets might drop and your retirement fund, your interest rates, your things are all at the mercy of what comes out of that guy's mouth. And you're hoping and praying that he puts out another tweet two or three hours later to correct the markets, which by and large he does when he realizes what's happened. This is where people's lives are right now. You've got to see Look around you. People are on boiling point. Wherever you look, there is frustration. There is anger. There is just people in Britain right now cannot believe what is going on back in that country, how divisive it's getting. Workplaces fractioned, families fractioned. It is crazy what is happening, but it's the same problem. No active control over their lives, abdicating and outsourcing success to other people, outsourcing it to the government, blaming Brexit for not, or blaming European uh, immigration for not having a job as the reason that I don't want to be part of the European Union. If I haven't got a job, it's because somebody from outside of Britain took it. Well, that's not strictly true because most of the jobs that the people from outside of the EU took you wouldn't have took one anywhere, is the truth, the facts. We're talking about getting active control of your life. Oh, by the way, let me ask you a question, same person. How many hours have you spent in the library in the last 20 years since we went into the European Union? None is the fucking answer. Could that be the reason that you don't have the job that you want? Just a thought, right? And I'm not waxing lyrical about politics, at all i'm vote for yourself guy don't give a shit who's in charge whether in or out vote for yourself is is my message for business owners because any other situation you are powerless you're helpless you are your greatest asset in this life when you understand all of these forces that are going on around you it puts you in control marketing is one as a business owner if you feel out of control it's because you are passively waiting for people to give you handouts don't let your professional ego get in the way no matter how clinically skilled you are there is not enough proof of people who are relying upon word of mouth to grow businesses quickly if you love the struggle rely upon word of mouth if you love grinding it out rely upon word of mouth if you love taking the hard road to potentially just might be maybe eventually after 20 years making some money out of your business rely upon word of mouth if you like to feel in control 
And notice I'm not even saying get rich at this point. I'm not even saying get loads of patients and make loads of money. But what I am saying is if you like to be in control or feel as close to it as possible, then you need to be living proactively. Marketing, direct marketing. God bless the internet. I'm going to say it again. God bless social media. God bless Infusionsoft. God bless community events. God bless newspaper advertising being so cheap right now that I can get my ads. I may not always hit it out the park, but at least I have a shot. I have a shot at being in control actively. Let me give you another example, hiring. Most people are not in control when it comes to the people in their office. And they'll tell me all the time that they were blindsided by somebody who quit that they didn't see coming. And my response is, how on planet Earth did you not see it coming? I get it once out of 10, but not every time. You must, must understand that the business owner's job is to be proactively recruiting non-stop always and forever recruitment is not something that you do when somebody quits or you fire somebody recruitment is something that you do proactively in anticipation of needing to fire somebody or the inevitable happening which is somebody quitting it happens again I am not that special that all of my staff are going to hang around with me for 10 years, nor should they hang around with me for 10 years. That's not what this is. The business owners who keep getting whacked day after day, week after week, year after year with staff quitting that they didn't see coming and announcing on Instagram, oh, that another one's let you down. You just can't get good staff these days. And oh, I just thought I had it covered. And then all of a sudden my practice management person quit. You'll again, you're living at the mercy of somebody else's lives. I can't stop my staff quitting, but I can be prepared for it. I can wake up on the first of every month and ask myself the question, who mentally, and this is a mental exercise, should I fire this month? Who is going to quit this month? Because statistically, with nearly 30 staff, it probably is going to be somebody that's going to leave me. It pays me to start to think about who that person is so that I don't get passively sucked in to all of the crap and the emotional stuff that comes with recruitment. Active and proactive recruitment involves you constantly, always and forever having ads up, talking even this morning. And as I sit here, producer Jake is listening to me, a conversation I had with Sophie in Britain, three and a half thousand miles away, who runs this media business, was about marketing positions that we don't need right now, but we are recruiting and constantly asking, what do we need to do? Who is next? What if that doesn't work? What ad are we going to put out? Is it an intern? What do we have to pay? We're always speaking about our different roles that we need. It's called being proactive. It's called being in control of the business. And you know what? The more control that you get, the more control that you get, the, 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 the more profit, right? Now, the irony is that you do have to give up the feeling of being in control because you're bringing in people. And that's the bridge that carefully needs to be walked across and the balance that you need to find in your life is that for me to grow the business I have to actually give up control but bizarrely the more that I actively and here's that word again here's the word actively give up control the more that I actually feel in control most people holding on so tight won't let this go can't take my eye off the ball or must be micromanaging my staff must be like begging our patients for referrals to get these patients to come through the doors. Heaven forbid that I give up some control and go and learn some marketing strategies where I might feel a little vulnerable for a while. Are you following? I hope so. 
This is what I'm talking about all of the time, that you are your greatest asset. My job is to try and help you get the best for yourself. And understanding that, yes, marketing is daunting, recruitment is daunting, because it feels like you're giving up control if you're putting yourself all over Facebook or you're daring to advertise yourself on Google. You are giving up control in an attempt to stay in control. It is daunting bringing in staff. It is daunting constantly bringing in new people to your business, interviewing random people. But by feeling as though you're, constant, you're, you're happy to give up control, it actually keeps you in control. There's the paradox for business owners that, again, is little, little, little understood. This is top-level thinking, top-level strategic thinking that goes on in multi-million dollar businesses, multi-million dollar business owners. This is the type of conversations that we have in the top-level masterminds and programs. It isn't about the tactical things. It's about you, the business owner, and understanding that what you feel right now is a little spooked because you might have to go and learn some new marketing things. And because you feel in control or out of control, well, the very fact that you're starting to be comfortable giving up control is your first step towards being in control and the third one is finance for most business owners they're so dreadfully bad at their finance and understanding their numbers and where their money is and what their tax situation is that they never ever ever feel in control they are whacked uh, april the 15th or whatever the day is for when they're you know hey you owe twelve thousand dollars it's like oh shit i didn't see that coming or oh, we didn't budget for that i'm sorry how could you not know what you tax the taxpayer true story on my kids's life as i say this to you today again has happened everything i tell you is the truth i got told my tax bill for one of my businesses back in britain and it's a significant sum of money it's a significant sum of money in in one of the businesses back in britain nearly multiple six figures put it that way multiple six figures for the year 2018 2019 that i have to pay the bill on next week i was 147 pounds out on what i owed in a savings account that i put away my tax every single month and the 147 was over i'd overestimated my tax by 147 therefore the multiple six figure tax bill that i would got to pay on monday i knew exactly what it was to the not point not 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 one percent that's how I can enjoy the ride. Everything that I'm telling you is what you need as a business owner if you want to enjoy the ride. If you want to struggle, you want to keep going in the direction that, that everybody else seems to want to go down passively, feeling out of control, go there. And you're going to hear every podcast I'm ever going to put out because I'm going to nag the hell out of you at and about it. This is what running top-level businesses is about. It's in the way you see it. It's in the way that you think about it. If you feel out of control about learning some direct marketing, great. It's your first step towards being in control. Think about it. You feel like you're in control in your own little office, in your own little world, when you're having a one-on-one -on -one conversation with Mrs. Smith about some referrals. And don't you feel wonderful at the time at the prospect of those referrals coming back to you? How pissed are you when six months has gone by and that referral didn't come in? Out of control. Pain torture frustration there must be a war going on right now in some of the people listening to this podcast's brain when it comes to how they feel about their business and actually being in control of it so i'm going to leave it that um there, there's three different ways that, that i think uh, business owners feel out of control and it's usually because of something they haven't done remember i'm a huge fan everything that's good is my fault everything that's bad is my fault if you want to blame me for the good you've got to blame me for the bad if you want to blame me for the bad you've got to blame me for the good same in relationships with natalie with my parents with anybody you want to shout at me for something bad good just make sure you congratulate me when i do something well 
it's 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 101 in my life and i live that way with my family as well if i have the right to get involved when something bad happens in my family then i must make sure that i exercise the right to make sure that i'm patting them on the back when good things go right in my family again very little understood in life and in business uh, and in our relationships this is a game it's it's tough this game of business if you let it run you it literally will run you into the ground if you take a step back and you start to understand these things the problems don't change the problems are still there you just see them differently and because you see them differently you tackle them differently and because you're tackling them from a different angle you get ultimately more rewards i'm not promising you get rich quick stuff i'm not promising you you're going to make millions of dollars i am promising you that if you change the way you see things and you change the way you understand things like marketing hiring and finance you will ultimately change the outcomes and you will be responsible for your own 25 extra patients your own extra hundred thousand dollars profit you're responsible for it when you make the money it's your fault if you don't make the money it's your fault if life is shit right now it's your fault if life is good right now it's your fault i could go on and on and on and on if we take control as business owners of our own actions face up to our own responsibilities um, life is liberating you don't always end up with a big yacht or a fancy private jet at the other end but i tell you what you feel so much better for it about yourself every night that you go to bed knowing that just by giving up a little bit of control and, and daring to figure out marketing understand recruitment and finance you actually be more in control and there we go there's the magic all right uh, gotta go i've got some calls to do for this accelerator i've got people wanting to talk to me uh about joining the program so uh if you're in this is the last podcast on it uh, about the live version today would love to speak to you uh and see you in the program acceleratornow.com send an email to paul at paulgoff.com very quickly if you've got questions and we'll get you into the program we start on monday acceleratornow.com is the place to go to get yourself enrolled uh, hopefully i'll see you in uh, the program and we will be back uh, next week with some uh, footage i think jake from the five by fives so we'll be back next week uh with the recorded the real authentic stuff uh inside of clinics which i know you love uh, kicks off again next week so um i'll be in touch very very soon have a great weekend thank you for listening to paul Goff's audio experience if you're brand new to Paul's world, head on over to paulsmarketingbook.com where you can get started with his number one best-selling marketing book for physical therapists. Or if you've been listening to the show for a while, you like what you hear and you think that you could benefit from this type of help to accelerate the growth and profitability of your practice, reach out to Paul's team at paul at paulgoff.com and tell us exactly what you're looking for. And by the way, if you know someone who would benefit from today's show, please share it with them. And if you've got any questions that you want answered, tweet Paul at the Paul Goff using the hashtag AskPG. You can also find all of these details over in today's show notes. All right, until next time, have a wonderful day.